He came from beyond to seek out bad wrestling. Starman! Aqualads and Aqualasses, <laughs> Aquatober continues with Starman, the program where we review the worst matches of all time, according to Dave Meltzer. We pull them from the list, and we take them to court in a case of podcast law. Aquatober continues with a very frightening theme for this week's episode, WCW Must Die, as uh, both the matches on the docket today according to the judge, are going to be matches uh, from the last year of WCW's existence, technically, on a on, on a, on a uh, flowing 365-day uh, basis, because we've got one match from August of 2000 and one from January of 2001. My name, of course, is Johnny C. If you haven't figured that out yet, I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, we're going to be watching these matches live, as we have been for the last couple of go-arounds. This is our 12th episode in Negative 2 territory. So all the matches that are reviewed today, Dave gave Negative 2. So let's watch these things and try to gather some evidence as we do. And after the match, render a verdict. Is the match guilty or not guilty of Negative 2 stars according to moi, me, as Eric Bischoff would say. So I hope you're not frightened by the rising cost of things here these days because I need you to tune to the Peacock stream, which means you're paying for it. And what we're going to do is cycle over to New Blood Rising. Ooh, blood, spooky, Aquatober, uh, cliched things about ghosts and stuff. Uh, but it's New Blood Rising, a pay-per-view that was a one-and-done in terms of title, obviously because we didn't get to August of 2001. And hilariously... Produced at a time when the New Blood and Millionaire's Club storyline, pretty much dead. Ooh, another spooky word there. But I guess the concept is, is that the New Blood has risen now as the show is dominated by new WCW superstars that aren't the old school headliners, I suppose. You've got a main event in this bad boy of Booker T defending against Jeff Jarrett. Of course, the big headline match, which unfortunately we're not discussing today, is the triple threat for the number one contendership, where Goldberg shoots on Kevin Nash and refuses to go up for the powerbomb. But no, that's not what we're covering, as I mentioned. On the Peacock stream, swipe on over to 1 hour, 16 minutes, and 54 seconds for a truly frightening match. It is Miss Hancock taking on Major Guns in a rip off the close match. When you are ready, let's count this bad boy in and press play and gather some evidence. Three, two, one, play. Oh yes. Here comes Major Guns with the broke-ass Misfits in Action music. You know, folks, I'm not here to comment on such things, but I am not a fan of the Gunster. Just going to put it out there now. Now, the announcers are really over the fact that before this contest, uh, Double J Jeff Jarrett crushed the leg of Booker T in a car door. So we're worried about that. Mark Madden, Scott Hudson, and Tony Schiavone on the call. My God, the man threatens to show us his private pistol on the sign. 
But uh, Mark Madden, Tony Schiavone, Scott Hudson on the call. Mark Madden famously spends this pay-per-view draped with a Canadian flag around him like he's Hunter S. Thompson. I actually kind of appreciate that. And there is the mud station. The mud pit, if you will. And here comes... Hello, Snoochie Boochies, Tony. Miss Hancock there threatening to kill herself for being booked in this match. She's at least themed with the camouflage. Oh, yeah, it's a rip-off the camouflage match, not rip-off the clothes. You know what? Sue me. I fucked it up. Uh... I gotta assume here that Major Guns has the advantage because it looks like she's got some muscles. But Miss Hancock, very athletic we've seen in the past and willing to pull out all the stops as the heel. Snoochie Boochies indeed as Miss Hancock enters. Uh, Charles Robinson assigned this grueling contest here. The bell's rung and here we go. Let's gather some evidence we're underway. Order in the court. Vancouver seems pleased to see this. Uh, Miss Hancock accused of working at a Hooters in Delaware, as if it's something bad. There's nothing wrong with that. I guess being in Delaware doesn't sound like fun, but hey, I've never been there. I don't know. Handshake of honor here. Oh, followed by the slap of dishonor. Miss Hancock now. Uh, retaliation. Retaliation. G.I. Joe retaliation is better than this match. We will see. Oh, no. We've got some rolls and some spinning. Hancock now with the hair. Mark Madden, desperately uh, horny, uh, per usual. Oh, a vicious strike to the turnbuckle now. And, and Miss Hancock clearly in control. Is she going to do the Baltimore Ravens flip of doom? Yes! Ravens flip of doom! Ravens flip of doom! Hancock now with the reversal. You know, this isn't terrible so far. Oh, that's bad, though. Oh, no. Major guns with the, with the walk run. Ah, <laughs> uh, shades of Thez O'Connor, says Mark Madden. Yeah, he's funny. Oh, Mr. Perfect Stunner! That was pretty cool, actually, now being compared to Steamboat and Flair uh, by the Madster. Uh, Miss Hancock now looking to, to hook in the uh, WrestleMania 6 Boston Crab, perhaps? I mean, oh, no, it's a flip pin. There's no pins in this match. But yet, Char Charles Robinson counted. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. God bless wrestling, yells Mark Madden. Well, I guess. Oh, vicious clothesline, ducked. Hancock, yeah! Clothesline from Delaware. Oh, no! The tank top, assaulted. Miss Hancock is halfway there. What's with the pitting? I don't understand this at all. Look, I get the fact that you've got two non-wrestlers in here in a match designed to just show them off, and that's that's not cool like it is what it is. I can't change it. But why are they pitting? Oh, that's a unique thrusting of uh, to gain momentum. But I don't understand why they're pinning. To me, aside from the fact... Like, I know what I'm getting here. I know what to expect. But the pinning... Like, not living in the world... Oh! Nice! Leapfrog! Shades of uh, Leapfrog from She-Hulk. Oh! Guns Factor! Oh, my. Oh, that's inappropriate. That camera angle. Thank God they didn't last on it. But you're supposed to live in the world that you inhabit. Like, why are they pinning... And there goes the, no, not yet, Miss Hancock here. George isn't going to like this. Oh, there go the booty shorts. Now she has more booty shorts underneath, so, which, which good for her. Like, she shouldn't, you know. But at the same time, like, hmm. It is an interesting point that Madden's bringing up here. He demands that the undergarments, which are made of camouflage, be ripped off as well. I suppose... Via the stipulations of the match, that makes its dangerous body slam there. Almost uh, depriving the world of Stacey Keebler moving forward. 
Uh, who would have played the bartender in the 100th episode of How I Met Your Mother if Stacy would have got injured there? I don't know. Major Guns sort of spilling out there on the side. I don't approve. Keebler with the eye rake, though. She's heading to the middle rope. <laughs> A little shimmy there. It makes the man here in Vancouver happy. But Blockbuster! No, it's just a fly body press. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if she tried the Buff Blockbuster? <laughs> Nip up! My God, Stacy Keebler here. She. Why don't they call her Stacy the Raven Keebler? Oh, she's Miss Hancock, by the way. I probably should have been uh, saying that. But uh, play into the Ravensness of her. Baltimore Ravens, of course, legendary uh, villain of the Cincinnati Bengals, I suppose. Guns now heading to the second rope. Guns blockbuster, perhaps? Is she going for a power? A sunset flip. Uh, and that's a pin combination and a rip off the camouflage match. Again, I don't understand the rationalization between the pinfalls. Uh, Mark Madden's enjoying himself. Tony Schiavone, I'm sure, as well. Scott Hudson's probably saying, like, Oh, for Pete's sake, Tony, good night. Oh, no. <laughs> Stacy Keebler misses the fly body press. Uh, she probably should have decided not to leap because, hey, uh, Major Guns was clearly ducked, but what have you. Now I see Mark Madden without the Canadian flag draped around him. I'm not lying. He does wear it. Ah, uh, but whatever. It is what it is. I got in a uh, Fear Loathing to Las Vegas gag, so I'll accept it. Hancock now with devastating blows here on the outside. I'm wondering if Charles Robinson would miss her account. Uh, if he does, it's just going to be more damning evidence. As it stands now, there haven't been too many tremendous botches. Oh, no! Post! Major Guns usually skips meals, but not there. She had post for dinner. All right. Uh, you know, because they haven't really done any botches. There've been, slo you know, there've been sloppy-looking moves. Oh, and there goes the, the booty shorts of uh, Major Guns. I'm assuming Stacy Keebler's a victor at this point under normal remove clothing rules, but no. Well, Keebler now has the... But she's just... I mean, they're just going to the beach. There's nothing vapid here. Like, I don't understand what they're trying to sell me. And I'm not saying they should vap it up, but, like, there's nothing here I wouldn't see on the beach. And that's good. There shouldn't be. Big backbone! my goodness this is fitting as on concrete man i just watched the hog pin match and we've basically got major guns playing triple h here in peril in the mud she's slipping and sliding unavailable to gain traction hancock clearly the victor i suppose no no oh double mud spot they're all in the mud now perhaps the rules of the match indicate that the match can only be won after there's mud initiated now what's what is this mud is this nestle quick we're dealing with here because i'd jump in there I'm a big Nestle Quick fan, even in my old age. Uh, we want puppies chant from uh, Canada. You should be ashamed of yourself, Canada. Snoochie boochies, dance-a-roonies. Well, you know, Miss Hancock here at least playing into it. Oh, no. What's... Ooh. Oh, oh. Oh, Stacey, you need to get more greens into your diet. That will end the constipation. Um, a, a, a pin... Uh, Stacy, the contractions, apparently, because yes, folks, she is pregnant, allegedly, about to be revealed. This is the storyline. Miss Hancock is defeated by contractions. Major Guns now worried about her opponent, because this is, after all, just scripted entertainment. 
David Flair now. No, David, don't ruin the suit. Oh, it's too late. It's too late. Major Guns in peril. Stacy in peril. David's wardrobe in peril. Oh, no. Oh, what if the baby falls out in the mud? Oh, this is this is just... What's... You know, there's, there's health care in Canada. Just... Just go do it. Just go take care of this whole thing. All right, that's a bad joke. But she doesn't know she's pregnant. This is just a poly. The bell's rung. I suppose I can turn it off. Uh, Mark Madden on camera now, fans. Uh, so adjust accordingly. I think that's where I'm going to hit stop. Although, I must say, Tony Schiavone looking pretty good. Rocking the V-neck. Not too shabby, Tony. Uh, he must be trying to impress the Loaster. A uh, nice gentleman wearing an APA shirt here. But, uh, folks, this match is over. The trial has concluded. I have the evidence that I need, so let's talk about this thing. So, all gags aside, I don't understand the world of this match. Okay? I've probably used this comparison before, but if I'm watching, like, Goodfellas, okay, and all of a sudden, Ray Liotta... Uh, starts to fly. And it's not like a quick dream sequence. Well, first of all, I don't know that that would even work in Goodfellas, but you have to live in the rules of your show. And this was billed as a rip-off the camouflage match, a mud stipulation added at bell time. I just, I don't understand what the pinfalls are all about. I don't understand why you're allowed to pin when camouflage remains. Um... It just doesn't make sense. Now, I will give the two women credit. Is it bad? Yes. Yes, it is. Is it like... I mean, Crush or Brian Adams took on somebody at Road Wild just a few episodes ago. And I watched it. And at one point, I had... Oh, Mongo. It was Mongo. Bless his heart. I, I had a laughing fit because it was Botchamania. This wasn't Botchamania. This was just stupid mania. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to find the match guilty. But I'm going to take the two ladies and let them know... That they will not be punished. The bookers will be punished. This is not their fault. This is just stupid booking. And, and, and right from the get-go, put in the casket the results of our first contest. WCW still breathing. Let's see if we can kill it with our second encounter, which comes to us from WCW Sin. Now, Sin, of course, a strange name for a pay-per-view. I'm going to allow it. Because, of course, it's also the name of the villain in Final Fantasy X. So I like the brand synergy there. On the Peacock stream, let's fire up WCW Sin. And we're going we're gonna to go a little early so we can watch the video package. Okay? So we're going to turn to 2 hours, 39 minutes, 11 seconds. All right? And this is going to give us context for our fatal four-way matchup for the World Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Belt Strap. Now, if you're tuned in to the timestamp that I had mentioned, and you haven't paused, you will notice Bill Goldberg weeping, covered in bottled water, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker at his side. Because yes, folks, the fans in this contest are going to be a little out of the loop and concerned because Goldberg has just had his career terminated uh, when Buddy Lee Parker was defeated in a tag team match against the... Lex Luger Buff Bagwell combination that I'm sure has a tag team name that I can't remember. And the reason I want to talk about this is because this sort of the genesis of this is sort of the the last great and quotation mark storyline in WW history. 
the Magnificent Seven, a stable that was set to dominate WCW and get rid of all the guys for the old guard. Still trying to do this sort of pseudo-New Blood versus Mayonnaise Club shit. But it's not so much based on whether or not you're a newer competitor or an older competitor. It's more the Magnificent Seven wants to get all the big baby faces out of wrestling. Goldberg, Sting, The Insiders, Kevin Nash and DDP, stuff like that. And famously, I guess, this was supposed to lead to the, the actual Eric Bischoff era reboot with the Magnificent Seven in charge, and then when the reboot happens, they're they're still in charge. I don't know. The Magnificent Seven, of course, a group founded by WCW President Ric Flair. I'm not going to attempt to name all of them. I don't think I can off the top of my head. All right, let's try. Jarrett, Steiner, Bagwell, Luger, Flair, that's five. Mystery opponents in there, and there's one other person who's in there. I can't remember the seventh. And I'm not going to spoil the name of the mystery person, because they're a part of this match, which is a fatal four-way. So let's count it down and look at the video package, which will give us some context on the Magnificent Seven and the World Championship. Three, two, one, play. Oh, Goldberg. Oh, Bill. Oh, you poor man. Oh, is that referee Tracy Smothers I see? Tracy Smothers, of course, famous for once planting a bomb on the WCW Bruise Cruise in the WCW Marvel comic book issue three when he was one half of the Young Pistols. The wild-eyed southern boys, your choice. We've got a man waving to the crowd as we fade to black. And back from black, the Magnificent Seven. Steiner versus Jarrett. Versus Sid. Justice he vicious? Oh, no. Sid, of course, famous for wearing an awful t-shirt on that one episode of WCW Must Die. Versus Jason Voorhees. Oh, I love the aqua synergy here. Because the mystery man famously uh, wearing the, the all black with a giant white X for some reason. And the hockey mask. Oh, no. It's a good thing this match isn't in Manhattan. Because mystery man would win. Now, of course, Scott Steiner is a member of the Magnificent Seven, but maybe not here so much. I think this is all a cunning ruse to get vengeance on the Sidster. Michael Buffer here to collect the last bit of coins in the WCW change purse. As you can tell, the crowd is in shock. I believe a woman behind Michael Buffer was just feigning, performing fellatio on a man with a ponytail. If you are that man with a ponytail... You should be ashamed of yourself for allowing this to occur. Indianapolis, Indiana, home of WrestleMania 8 and WCW Sin. And also, so, so let's think about this here as Michael Buffer is saying stuff. Indianapolis, Indiana hosted WrestleMania 8. Tremendous. I was there. Also, Market Square Arena hosted the main event. February 88, the greatest wrestling television program, excuse me, the greatest filmed wrestling program in history. I stand by it. I did an entire episode of Bright Man on it. Go back and listen to it. Uh, the Cho Cho Chosen one has Cho Cho Chosen to not give you a Valentine with a train on it, but rather come out here with a guitar and try to obtain the level of world heavyweight champion. Jarrett 
famously around this time has been sort of toiling around the mid-card, also feuding with the Buffalo Bills as well, and trying to get back gold back around his waist. Unfortunately, that wouldn't occur until he owned his own wrestling corporation, uh, TNA. Jarrett, though, wearing his patented orange-tinted hunting glasses, it makes the men in Indianapolis jealous because they enjoy their hunting, I presume. Although the fans do look a little engaged. Happy to see that. I can't imagine wanting to go to a pay-per-view like this. Ladies and gentlemen, turn up your headphones. It's time for the greatest dub in Peacock history. It's Sid! Oh! And hey, as the pyrotechnics emerge and Sid delivers fist bombs to the crowd... Uh, this is indeed the match where Sid breaks his leg. Now, when it happens, don't be fooled. If you are thinking that they, they've cut away because we're on Peacock, we are not. A lot of people often forget this. Sid's landing was not captured live during the original pay-per-view broadcast because we're focused on the mystery man when it happens. So it's not an awkward cut. It's just, you know... I'm sure had they known they would capture such a horrendous moment on camera, they would have they would have allowed it to, to happen. Uh, Scott Steiner now only flanked by Medeja as uh, budget cuts have ended Shakira's reign here as one of the freaks. Scott Steiner, of course, I, along with a myriad of guest hosts on WCW Must Die, both here on the Aqua Cave and on the North-South Connection Podcast Network, Scott Steiner should have been crowned WCW champion during the very beginnings of the New Blood Millionaires Club era as we had pontificated because the man constantly over regardless of the schlock that they surround him with. And I think that's important. All right. Woo! Here comes the nature boy with his uh, short hair after receiving a, a, sh- a hair shaving from Vince Russo on an episode of Nitro after the Great American Bash. So, but you know what? He's looking good. Look at you, champ. Look at you. You got that gelled hair. I'm digging it. Did David help you with that, buddy? Let's hear what he says. Mystery man. Start defending it. Woo! But, Rick, you run the risk of having an errant pinfall happen that you didn't include. Scott Steiner and Jeff Jarrett, legendarily friends in this business, apparently, even in the New Blood era. So Jarrett here appears to be angling to help Scott against Sid, and then maybe they'll settle this as gentlemen if Sid is eliminated. That might be the theory. Ric Flair, then, has positioned Sid against Steiner that he wants to take the belt off of and the mystery opponent as well. Of course, as I mentioned, it will be revealed, spoiler, that it's a cunning ruse. Now, so far, we've got just punches and kicks, but nothing negative too worthy. Of course, the... Oh, yeah, Jared! Get down, get funky! I love when Jeff decides to mount the turbuckle and, and clamor for world peace by sticking those fingers in the air. Sid now and his jean shorts. Cena before Cena. I do like how his boots and knee pads make it look like they're all a part of the presentation. But come on, Sid. That light denim is doing you no favors. Okay, some vicious Sid lines. I mean, not bad so far. Uh, Sid punches, perhaps? 
punches for justice, much like some collect for UNICEF. Sid is collecting for... Oh, no. Oh, no, those punches are bad. The Sidster with some weak punches. Oh, speaking of weak punches, Jarrett now eating a fist. More fists of fire and fury from the Sidster. Oh, missed, a, missed an opportunity for a sitter splash. Wow. Bouncing belly to belly. Uh, Scott Hudson and Tony Schiavone on the call, I should mention. Mark Madden, uh, another victim of WCW budget cuss, cuts or just fired for being un, uh, uh, uncamera worthy, I guess. What's, uh, unphotogenic is the word I was looking for. Boss man style squash there by Jarrett on the ropes. A sit is draped. Jarrett punches again now as Sid yearns for assistance with the ropes. Medeja watches on. Will the mystery reveal itself? I mean, negative. this is not negative two worthy so far. I just want to say I haven't gathered any evidence that's been... I mean, it's not good. Oh, push-ups! 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 Medeja on the apron applauds the push-ups. I kind of love this. Uh... Jarrett and Steiner, though, are going to have to come to a moment where they realize that only one man can win this match, this three-way dance, if you will. So perhaps Dave is not digging the match logic with Jarrett and and Scott teaming up. There's only thing I can muster at this point. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not watching at home, uh, Jarrett just whipped Sid across the entire breadth of the arena, security railing to security railing, and now Stunner! And Sid flipped over the railing <laughs> with all the grace of a three-year-old. It's tremendous. Oh, no. Oh, and now a belt shot straight to the elbows of Sid because Sid blocking it because he's a pussy. Um, yeah, this thing's slowly falling apart, but I'm kind of enjoying it. Look at that WCW logo. Just red letters. The, the exploding vagina is gone. And now we've got the red block letters that famously WWF would adapt. I had the WWF WCW t-shirt and wore it proudly to an episode of SmackDown and cheered on Booker T and Test as they won the WCW Tag Team titles from the Dudley Boys and uh, witnessed the only time in history that WCW and WWF champions teamed up as one half of a tag team. Do some research, you'll know which show it was, and you can watch it for yourself. Big backbreaker set up now. Oh, yeah. Get down. Get funky. Jeff Jarrett with a pulsating arm punch. He just sort of jumped and was like. Uh, Scott can't be. Scott Steiner there. Um, he let Jarrett make the cover, but now he's administering the referee for counting. So Steiner appears to be under the assumption that if Jarrett does make a cover, he won't strike him out of anger. But the referee should do nothing. Uh. Double suplex attempt here. Reversed by the Sidster. Oh, my God. Jeff Jarrett was spiked. A brain buster DDT accidentally delivered by the Sidster. And, oh, my God, I fear for Jarrett's career because I hear he's a nice guy. So I don't want bad things to happen to him, even though I may not be a huge fan. Although, in the year 2000, I was a big Chosen One fan. I even had a custom ukulele that I picked up on a trip to Europe that I purchased. And then... uh Markered it or sharpied it to say the cho 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 chosen one. Yeah, I was a bit of a mark. So fuck it. Oh, double clotheslines by the sister here in 2001. A year that will be perfect. Nothing bad to happen here in 2001. It is a Sid Odyssey indeed. Big boot by the Vister. Another big boot perhaps? All right. Well, let's see if he can do those big boots at the end of the match. Choke slam now to the cho 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 chosen one. 
He's Cho 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 chosen to go down for the Cho 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 Choke Slam. I like it. Lots of alliteration here in the Aqua Cave. Starman, negative two, part 12. Sid now with some sort of, oh, the Sid Sleeper Slam. Sid Sleeper Slam. I do like that. The Cobra Cutch Bomb. I always call it the Dream Plex because you're in the million dollar dream position. And it's sort of a plexer. So uh, at least when I was using my wrestling toys, I'd call it the Dream Plex because I was a big fan of the LJN. Ted DiBiase with the black outfit and the gold dollar signs. I often turned the main other man face and made him the champion. Oh, no, we've got a limo! 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 It's go time. Jason Voorhees! What's he doing here, Tony? He's not even booked for this. Oh, yep, and we're back. Um, The leg, ladies and gentlemen, on your screen. The left leg of the sister in peril. It's broken. It's shattered. It's defeated. It is over. Now, here, here is something that is just inappropriate. Why will Scott Steiner assault? Now, Scott's being safe. He is pointing, saying, you check on that motherfucker. More push-ups! Oh, yeah, get down, get funky. The mystery man has made his way. See, I don't know. Just call an audible. And, I mean, I mean, he needs help, for Christ's sakes. Sid is inappropriately in this match still. Jared has no idea. He's been thrown on the outside. He's waiting for the mystery, mysterious Jason Voorhees. Jason apparently walking, much like he famously does in the Friday the 13th series. Now we hear the Space Odyssey. This match is super short, by the way. I haven't clocked this thing, but jeez. Voorhees! 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 God damn, what a stupid fucking outfit. Sid now at least conscious. I mean, he's been conscious the whole time, unfortunately, but he's, you know, I don't know. Uh, everybody's in on it here. Sid's in shock, which isn't why he's screaming in pain. And I would I would give the guy credit if he were. I mean, fuck it. His leg's just been broken on a national. Sid is begging, begging for this thing to end. As it should. Like, there's referee Doug Toshi or some trainer. Um... A trainer's in there. Good! Do your medical deed. Do what's right. I appreciate that. Uh, one stop. And then why hook the leg? What if you grab the wrong leg, Scott? Look, it is not their fault that they had to do this audible. It is not their fault. It is a stupid idea. Voorhees! Unmasked! It's the animal stir. So, the Magnificent Seven is finally united. Where did he come from indeed, Tony? He is a road warrior. He was out of the sport. I love when they call it the sport. But I appreciate the doctor doing his medical duty, sprinting out there uh, before the contest was officially over. Showing that he's got some class and he's got some gumption. Uh, we're out of time here. Uh, wait, no, they're going to throw the copyright down and Bray Wyatt's, Bray Wyatt's going to come out, I would imagine. Uh, but that's the end of that match, so we can stop the court proceedings, and I, I hope you enjoyed it. So, the match was a lot shorter than I thought it would be. Let's get into a verdict. Okay. As the... Keeping in mind it's the main event of a pay-per-view. 
how, what do we do here? This is a this is actually a tough one because it wasn't. Okay, no, this is an easy one. This is an easy one. So it's not guilty, and here's why. Okay, the match was short. I appreciate them trying to do some character stuff with Jarrett and Steiner, sort of working together. Does it make sense? I don't know. The 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 ending botch because you gotta imagine if Sid's not hurt here, what happens is the mystery partner comes out, pretends like he's gonna attack Steiner, and then attack Sid, and they all beat him down and deliver some finishers, and they get the pin, and that's it. And it makes sense. Sid is protected because it took three men to defeat him. And it's a cunning ruse to show that the Magnificent Seven is together and united in a power quest against WCW. So the end, everything from the Sid leg has to be excluded from the conversation. Except for the fact that they should have had the common fucking decency to call an audible and pin this thing. But it, it's a unique circumstance because the whole point is to get the animal arrival over and the match, that hasn't happened. But you're a professional... I don't know. Have it be that Animal never got to the ring because he didn't want to help. I don't know. Fuck it. We're not here to rebook those people. But it's not guilty because it was a decent enough eight minutes. It, there was nothing bad. I always enjoy seeing Scott Steiner work in this era uh, because you never know what to expect. You're, you're not expecting work rate. Like, no one came here for work rate. Now, it's not negative two. Is it negative one? Is it dud? Is it half a star? Now we're in a more rational conversation, okay? Like, half a star, sure. Because there was nothing like botchtastic. I, I probably oversold Sid's uh, flopping over the railing. It just made me laugh because it's Sid. But it wasn't, like, business exposing. And that's the thing here. Well, the ending was business exposing. But I'm going to... That's. It's one thing to go out there and expose the business by being shitty and being a sloppy worker and just not knowing how to hone your craft. This is a freak accident. Yes, it's business exposing that Steiner just doesn't go for the cover right away. He waits for Animal, like, yes, all that. But that I can't, I can't hold that against it. I'm not going to discredit these performers for that, okay? So it's not guilty by the hair. Just the slimmest of margins. It's easily a dud, sure, but negative two, I don't think so. But speaking of horrific freak accidents, I hope that your... Aquatober can continue free and clear of freak accidents leading to a successful Halloween night. But on your way to Halloween, subscribe to the Aqua Cave so you get notified when new content drops. And check out the back catalog. Uh, I want to throw out a specifically concrete man. We've been on quite a concrete road of greatness here. The last four episodes where we covered the Great White North and hypothesized that Vince McMahon has had a breakdown. Then we tracked his mental health through Monday Night Raw and the wildcard match at Survivor Series, which leads to Seasons Beatings in Your House, which just dropped. It's a fantastic four-part series on the mental health of Vince McMahon. And how many times can he say, In Your House? Uh, I want to specifically point out that Seasons Beatings contains the hog pen match mentioned in this show and also the magic of Santa Claus and Savio Vega. You need nothing more. Also, the main event is so good that I actually stopped telling jokes and praise it. Who would have thunk it? But continue to praise all your favorite podcasts out there, whether it be Aqua Cave or not. Uh, subscribe to them. Leave reviews. I guess this goes for anybody. But we will see you the next time that we reach the stars here on Starman. I'm Johnny C, and a winner is you.
Ow, my leg! Ow, sh- Oh! Alright, fans. Fans, if anyone's still listening, I could use your assistance. As I've fallen and injured my leg. Anyone! Animal! Animal, help me out! 